The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. Welcome back to a brand new series of the I Am Independent podcast. These are certainly strange times that we live in, but nevertheless, the independent artist grind is real, hustling hard uh, more than ever, I would think. Well, we're hoping that this series will continue to inspire you, resource you and encourage you even in these difficult times, covering all sorts of topics that are relevant to you guys. We always welcome your feedback, so do get in touch on Instagram or through our website you can find our email address uh, info at iamindependent.co.uk to let us know what you'd like us to cover what you'd want to hear more of or just any comments that you want to share with us so this series is all about hearing artists stories uh, learning from those who have gone before but also thinking about real life as an artist and how we apply that how we live it how we make those dreams a reality So thanks once again for joining us. Enjoy. Welcome to the I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Um, This episode, we are talking to um, some awesome artists who are also mums. And um, we had um, a chat with some dads. um, And now we wanted to get the mum's perspective on what it's like to be an artist, to be a parent, to love um, to have to hold these two loves and um, and what it's like to hold them, and so we welcome Kyra, Charlene, and Jules to the I Am Independent podcast. Hey. Hi guys. Hey. Yeah, we just we just so excited to have this chat. Um, we did speak just um, prior to hit and record to say that we've wanted to do this for so long, and we just think it's such an important conversation. Um, to have and we hope to continue to have this sort of conversation because it's information that we feel like people need and want but don't know to ask or where to go to find it like how do you um transition into the period of life where you want to have children but you also want to keep your music career going and thriving so we'll we'll dive straight in and I think maybe a good place to start would be like before having children and um you know, you're in, in the arts, you're, you, you've got a, a career in the music industry and you have dreams. But even, you know, as we're conditioned, um, but also naturally from being little girls, we think about having children, if, if that's something that we want and when that is. And I, I've never met a woman that it hasn't been quite a big decision thinking about when they have children, regardless of their career. But that is definitely emphasised when somebody is an artist. And I would just love to hear from all of you about whether your pregnancies were, were planned or not at the exact time, what your thoughts were about when you thought there would be a good time to have a child in terms of your artistic career. Um, Jules, do you want to start? Sure. I got married in 2016, so I knew that we wanted to wait a little bit before we had kids. But, um, so it was planned. So I had Theo in July, 2019. So I was pregnant from October the year before. And I did think I just want, well, actually I knew very early on. I remember saying when I was around about 22, I'm going to wait until I'm 38. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know how I knew that, but there you go. And so I was 38. And uh, I am so glad I waited that long because I got to do so much stuff um, without having a child, which is brilliant. Um, And I remember in my pregnancy, although I was quite sick, um, I managed to do absolutely loads of stuff because I saw a cut-off point. (laughs) Mm. And I just went for it. And I released a song like... I think it was on my due date. Wow. I used to song on my due date. Wow. <laughs> wow. Looking back, that was a mental, but it didn't seem mental at all at the time. 
and so yeah once thankfully see it was two weeks late because <laughs> um honestly <laughs> was not ready to baby at all um and yeah so like when he was born I remember I was still like promoting wow. this single wow. and I, I did the um I did the video I actually recorded it live it was like a, a live recorded video so I got the actual like audio and the video at the same time which is quite handy so I did that when I was six months pregnant Wow. Just looking yeah. back, it's just absolutely mental. I don't know how I did it. Well done. <laughs> but, yeah. So you so ben- you benefited from like a bit of planning, like for you, kind of knowing, like how, when you might want to do have a baby, um, and then kind of being able to do it at the time that you kind of settled inside that you wanted to was helpful for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm thankful that I just. Um, got pregnant kind of like after a couple of months after we started trying because I think that's um, definitely consideration you have to take into account you know can you will you be able to get pregnant I mean it would have been great but I'm going right get pregnant and then two years later I'm still not pregnant that would have been you know a bit rubbish if you think you know that you've waited all that time and you don't get pregnant but thankfully I did get pregnant quite quick so yeah it was definitely um, a good thing for me to plan it and, and wait for that long. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Charlene. You say Charlene? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Um, so I have been married for, oh wow, this is so embarrassing, six years. No, seven years. Seven years this year. And my husband and I didn't want kids straight away. Everyone's different. We just didn't want it. We're like, high five, not ready? Great, we're going to wait. Um, and I just really wanted to do stuff. I wanted to travel. Um, I guess for some people it's a blessing, some people wouldn't think it's a blessing, but I'm thankful that I get to work with him. And so we did traveling, we toured together. Literally, I got pregnant on tour with the Kingdom Choir on a six week tour. I literally got back and that's when I was pregnant. And so, Poor when I, baby. <laughs> don't really. Tour bus conceived baby. <laughs> no, it wasn't actually a tour bus tour, it was hotels. So, a little so cool. such a cool story. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know that I was dancing every night, doing all these things, being pregnant, though there were signs while I was on tour. But just to answer the direct question, we did plan. I did want to have a child at that time. And we kind of, I didn't take it seriously. I wasn't really like checking my dates and doing all of that stuff. But the moment I did is when I got pregnant. And so I'm, I'm so thankful. I know that for some people, fertility issues is, is a real thing. I have friends that I'm close to, so I don't take it for granted. But that's our story. We wanted a baby and we got pregnant and I'm so thankful. And I felt ready as if anyone's ready for... (laughs) (laughs) But I do think there is a sense of being ready and I did feel... I think I felt ready for the sacrifice and I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more. Mm, I felt ready to keep my bones still because I I felt like I'd been on the go for years. And so I felt happy to be at home. I knew if I was at home and I saw everybody else on tour doing stuff, I wouldn't be wishing I was there. That's the point mm. that I'm actually currently at. I'm actually fine being here. So I hope that answers the question. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Kyra? Mm, I didn't plan. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, like I love kids so much, um, but I was super happy just being an auntie. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really have a plan. I thought it was something that I saw somewhere in my future, but it was never really a conversation like me and my partner had, as in, this is when we want to do it. I I did kind of feel like when it happens, it would happen to me rather than me making that decision. Mm. And so, yeah, when it did happen, I I was super shocked. I was really, really shocked. Um, it took me about six months to process it. To be honest, it took me my whole pregnancy to process I was pregnant. And then I had a baby and I was like, rah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. I hate How you. old is your little one? He's three. Oh, that's a cute age. I can relate to... Um, you in terms of the not planning for my second um because I um we well we kind of planned our first well not planned but we were like okay we're open 
And then that happened fairly quickly. But then I was also recording my first album when I was kind of pregnant with my first and just afterwards. And it was kind of, somehow we were just, I was just doing stuff. And just as I was kind of getting used to things with one, I got pregnant with this, with with my second and she was completely unplanned. And just at that time, I remember that I was um, planning to like release this album that I had spent all this time recording. Um, and there's like literally exactly like two years between my two. So I, I got pregnant fairly quickly with my seconds. And I just remember like, yeah, planning to release this album. And then, and then I got pregnant. I was so depressed. Like I was depressed for a lot of my pregnant, that second pregnancy, I was so down. I was so sad and I didn't want to be sad. I wanted to want this, but I, I was, it was just, it was just, it was just too shocking because I, I just come off just kind of getting myself back a little bit and then I was pregnant again and I was like, something about this is just, it felt a little bit unfair um, and it, that I, I found that challenging. As soon as she was born, it was just like, I can't, I cannot imagine life without you and she's like literally the best human um, but <laughs> it was like, poor thing, it was the, pretty much the entire pregnancy it's really, really sad because I, kn- I knew what it's like to your life to change so much and how to kind of navigate like the things that you really want to do as well as loving your family and really loving your family and loving your children. I just, I knew that that'd be hard, but I also didn't know what two was going to be like. So I was honestly depressed. My husband was like, do you need to see somebody? Do we, do you need professional help? And it was that bad. Um, um, snapped out of it once she was born though, but yeah. Yeah. So it can it it can be just like you just cuz you just it 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 it's a big change for us um as um mothers and I think um you just don't know what it's going to be like on the other side so it can be a bit of an emotional adjustment. I don't, I seriously don't know how we're going to I want another one but I just don't know how it's going to happen. Not technically I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to cope. But then I think maybe you just don't, you won't know how you're going to cope and then you just cope. You just cope. Yeah, you just do. So what, um for you guys, what has been the impact on your, um, on your, I'd say just on your careers um, so far? What ha- have you felt has been the impact um, becoming parents? Like what you thought it was, but then actually, how has it actually been? Kyra? I think for me, when I, when I felt pregnant, I was... I really thought, like, this is the end. I didn't see a way. And I, I, looking back, I don't know why I felt that, but I think partly like what we were saying, I just didn't see any visibility. I didn't see anyone out there doing it. And obviously there are there are women and there are musicians out there doing it, but in my visibility, I didn't see it. So I just felt completely, like, crushed. I was like my career's over. I just didn't understand how I was going to navigate anything. Um, And to be honest, I've been pleasantly surprised because it is so doable. And actually, I'd say, since I have my little boy, I think my career has actually blossomed because it forced me to get serious. It forced me to, like, really manage my time set myself goals and and just use my time so much better whereas before you know you might just be like in studio just hanging for hours like not really mm. but it kind of just it kind of just lit me up and I was like nah like I want I also want my son to see what I can do and like I want to leave my legacy for him so it's been, I mean, it, yeah, it, it took a while. Do you know what I mean? This isn't just an overnight thing. Like, I, I had to really grow with the whole journey. But, and it, and obviously it comes it comes with its challenges, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, it's, it's been positive for me. Was there a point that made, because you said, you know, you thought that's it, it's over. And did you seriously consider stopping music? And was there a point or a moment when you were like, no, I'm going to do this. I don't think I considered stopping. I just, I was just so clouded. I just couldn't 
find any clarity. I can't really remember if there was like a light bulb moment, but I pretty much think that I just kind of felt my hunger and I was just like, nah, this, this is not going to defeat me. Like I am going to set the rules for my life. Like this is going to, this is going to happen. And I think, yeah, gradually through every stage of him even being here with my partner, I was like, this is what I need. This is what I need. Like, I need to go studio. I need to do this. Or I need to go gym. Or I just, you know, I dealt with it as it came. But I think I just kind of gritted my teeth and, like, sucked in my back cheeks and was like, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you, Charlene? What is it like um, being this only five months in? How do you... I know you said, like, you're embracing your season. And I actually think that's really important when you especially in that very early stage, like embracing the moment of like the preciousness of having a newborn is, um, is so important because I mean, your newborn isn't a newborn anymore and it's still only five months. She's changed so much. What's it like um, at just at this point? Can you speak to it? Can you, are you able to process where you're at? Um, I think it's an interesting one for me. It's really hard for me to not answer it and like, give some truth about my present because obviously corona is a real thing yeah, and for yeah. me this year guys i had so many plans mm. i mean i was supposed to have just finished the tour with gabrielle for wow. 15 days five of them were sold out like i i was about to be the working mom yeah. but um, <laughs> when you when you have a child you think it's going to be a certain way so in my head i thought Four months is enough to, you know, wean her off my boobs. I want to breastfeed exclusively. Four months is enough, and then I'll just be able to just go on tour, and I'll be able to just sing. Guys, <laughs> the tour's postponed to next year, and I'm so thankful. Like, no. I, it's just so easy to say it, and in my head it made sense, but in reality, I'd be lying if I said there isn't a part of me that, that, that I'm okay that it's postponed because... I wasn't ready to leave my babe, my baby girl. I was not ready, guys. <laughs> and I'm soaking up all the moments and she's changing so quickly. And if I had to do it, I would have just gripped my teeth. It's 15 days. You can get over it. But to get, I mean, she's still, I'm still exclusively breastfeeding her. She still won't take the bottle. She chews it. She's taking me for a joke. <laughs> it's just so much easier to yeah. say it than we do it. But for me this year, I mean, like, I has been disappointed. I had a bunch of plans that haven't worked out just because I've had a lot of loss this year and it's just been really, really hard just because of the, the, the virus. But it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been good and it's been a blessing, but it's just amazing the little bit of time I've found for myself now that she's here. I've, I wrote songs when I was pregnant, I did stuff, but since she's been here, it's just been so hard to, to find time to do things just because it's, she's still so young and yeah. guys I just go with it I, yeah. I'm, I'm blessed that I'm in the position right now to have that attitude and yeah I, I'm just kind of going with the flow and I've kind of just decided that this year is my year off and whether that sounds good as an artist or not I've just told myself that I don't care because this year has been a year for survival for mental health and my child's going to feed off my energy my joy so I have to stay full and happy and joyful and I'm thankful because she's a happy little joyful and God is just so good but yeah that's that's how I feel and I'm just going with it so good <laughs> So good. Yeah. So, so good. Most people, most women have a year off, don't they? Yeah. So that seems perfectly natural to me to want to have that time. And it, it's so difficult <laughs> to do anything else. Especially in that first year. George, you had some like pretty big opportunities that unexpectedly happened when Theo was very young though, didn't you, ironically? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. God, I've forgotten. So, um, that's crazy. Um, have a you love. <laughs> just, just sometimes your brain, I don't know, just time, brain, babies, just everything gets a bit of a mush. But um, I, yeah, do lots of different things. Um, you know, not just write songs. Um, I run a gospel choir, um, was a gospel and soul vocal group more than a choir, and uh, and then I also um, sing backing vocals when I can and, and write and arrange and stuff. So music is everything about my job, um, which is a privilege. 
but yeah, so we we when I just just before I got pregnant, I sang on the um, Foles album, some backing vocals, and then we got called up to do uh, live backing vocals. But then when when Theo was three months, so that was just a bit crazy. I was to be we went on to um, Radio One Live Lounge and Jules Holland. And uh, still had quite <laughs> a little bit of a belly. <laughs> like, I'm on TV. <laughs> You've still got loads of baby weight. Oh. And I'm just really tired all the time. I'm, no, I'm not rock and roll in the slightest. <laughs> I just want to go home, literally. <laughs> it seems like we were off stage. I was like, let me leave now. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, so... It's been a crazy 18 months, I, I guess. Um, and because, um, as I said, like, I do a lot of music for the whole of my job. It's not like, um, I guess I saw being an independent artist is one part of the job and that, that, that I do. Um, and that part really has just had to stop. Mm. Um, because I just don't have the the, the time, the headspace. I just literally, I can't even post on Instagram um, at the moment. I, I was all right for quite, you know, for a while. But just since, like, maybe the summer, um, I guess, because as, you know, the year gets older, you just, you don't have as much time when you naps, you know, or mm. all that goes. Mm. And um, the naps go. The naps go yeah. sad, man. When the naps go, man, that is the saddest thing. Hey, I prolonged those, boy. I had this sleep music that my kids, like two, two and a half, three, hypnotized by this music. It's in a like, <laughs> music, and then they said so they their naps lasted a while. I was like, Mm-mm, not ready to give those up. Lost our naps in lockdown one. Imagine that. Really? I said, Lord, you are really, really. No. <laughs> that's, that's a real test in there. <laughs> My little one doesn't nap well. She never really has. She mm-hmm. did in the first few months, but she just, she, there's no real set. Roughly in the morning after bath time, she may, she may not. It's, I'm figuring it out, guys. This child likes to stay awake. <laughs> Literally, I mean, Theo was terrible but we I worked so hard because I was like I need my time (laughs) and it it is really up and down it's even now like 18 months but now I think we're getting back into it now where he's like having a proper two two hour lunch and then 11 hours at night yes come on (laughs) it's like triumph victory winning but it's interesting that we I think um we didn't have this conversation with... This didn't come up in conversation yesterday with the guys, but I think time and the the preciousness of it is something that impacts us quite a lot, I think, as mums, where you really do need... Like, you're trying to eke out you time and um, then also be present and enjoy and soak up all the moments and then trying... The juggle for and the grasping for time is, like, really, really... Um, it's a lot for us. Um, I know that, like, obviously my children are older now, so it's got a bit better. Or oh, it's just easier. They go to school. Obviously, they get time. When that school thing kicks in, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, who knew there were so many hours in the day? And then it doesn't <laughs> feel like enough hours. But um, um, how have you found ways to be creative? Um, how, do you, how have you found ways to be creative with limited time? Like, what is that like? Do you feel like you can be creative with an hour or an hour and a half or something like that? Or, you know what I mean, when you're on the clock? Are you kind of spoke um, a little bit to it, Kyra? Like, just being... There's pressure on productivity or pressure on creativity. It doesn't work for me. Mm. Um, I think, like, I, I do get super anxious sometimes about time. I... I tend to have a breakdown about once a week where I'm like, I just need to be free. <laughs> like, my partner's like, you are crazy. And I'm like, yes, I am. Now, please, like, go. <laughs> but I think the best way for me is to just, like, sit down on a Sunday and really, like, take a minute to look at my week ahead. Because I think if I, if I don't really plan my time, 
I'll just get caught up and then I'll blink and it's Friday. So I, I'll like schedule in my studio sessions or, or schedule in like, obviously with this year with, with Corona, it's been a lot harder because the avenues of like escape or release have been a lot more limited. So that's been challenging. But yeah, I just really, for me personally, I have to set out my time and I'm, I try to be super disciplined with, with me time because I know that I'm, I'm running this shit. Do you know what I mean? So I need that for my own mental health. Like I need my space. I'm a person that needs a lot of alone time, which is obviously very difficult when you've got a little one. But I find when I manage my time like that, I'm just a happier person in general because then when I'm with my little one, like I'm with him. Do you know what I mean? And, and I can enjoy this moment with him because do you know what? I know that I've got my me time or my creative time then. So I think that works for me because there's nothing worse with, with being with your, with your kid and being distracted because it's just not quality time. And I just don't want him to have me glued to my phone. So I've just had to accept that, you know what? Emails aren't going to get done when I'm with him. Like, his energy is mad. Like, he wants to play all the time. Like, and, and I want to give him that. So that, oh, it's definitely still challenging. But it's working to the best it can. Do you know what I mean? That's so good. What about you, um, Jules? Are you able to be... How do you manage your time and carving out time for creativity? Well, when I need to create, it's it's for a purpose, um, mostly. So that's like writing an arrangement um, or writing some music for something. And so when I've got a purpose like that, I find it quite easy to just be like, right, nap time, go for it. Um or kind of after, you know, after bedtime or whatever. Um, so I'm quite good with that. But when it comes to creating just for creating's sake, that doesn't, that is, it doesn't come easy. I just, I literally, <laughs> I literally don't have any time at all to do that. So, because I, I think my, my working life is, is just pretty full on. Um, so everything, every single moment, it feels like, especially the last couple of months, every single moment I get is just work. So I'm not very, I'm, I have not got the balance right at all at the moment. And, you know, COVID has kind of like definitely um, played into that because I haven't been able to see friends or go and see a live gig or, you know, or anything fun like that, all the fun's gone out <laughs> since COVID's arrived. So, uh, yeah, so I think the first lockdown, my creativity actually went into baking. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're so hard on ourselves, though. As yeah. Like, this is, we're so hard on ourselves. Like, we're in a flipping global pandemic, man. Like, do you know what I mean? you're still breastfeeding like we th- this is an area where it's like sorry I've kind of jumped the gun as well over what you were saying but just listening back I'm like we're, we're so hard on ourselves like, I just think we need to kind of cut ourselves some slack sometimes and just be okay with sitting with where we're at I agree but don't you feel like as women or not don't you do you feel I know that I have felt even before children that I'm on a clock anyway in terms of my, my career, that there is, like, there... I don't know when or if there... I just feel like... I don't know when or if... No, no, not if. I don't know when it's be, but there's some sort of expiration someday or there's something I need to, like... There's... The outside forces kind of um, affected my thinking to the point where I'm like, I need to crack... need to crack on because, you know, I may want to settle down and then I may want kids and then you know, this might change. I'm going to be older. Can I still do this music thing? Am I still going to have a place in this industry as an older female? Like, there's just always felt like there's some sort of clock that I've had to kind of um, remove myself from and be like, no, I'm going to do my journey. But is that something that, is that just me? 
Like Charlene, yeah. do you, Charlene, have you ever felt like you are on a clock or there is something I, you need to crack on? I, I do hear what you're saying, B. Mm. I think for me, I'm just, I'm really comfortable with myself. Not that you're not, I'm saying, this is just me. Mm. I just feel like, no, mm. no. Have you, have you always felt that way? No, no. I've, I'm, in, I'm in a really good place and I have been for probably the last mm. 10 years in my sense of self. And so I just feel like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. If 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 it, if my music, if it comes to a stage where it's like, oh, it's not current, there'll be an audience for my music because they'll grow with me. I think in my head, I'm like, whoever's meant to have my music will have it, have it, and I just try to not subscribe to that pressure. I do, back to the previous question, I do relate to feeling like I have to do something because I'm very goal-driven. And so having Talia and it being five months, I haven't quite carved out my me time. Like I was a four a week workout person. I was a, this is me, this is, and it's just not working that way. My husband's allowed me, because obviously I have to be with her so much, but he's like, yeah, you need to have your 20 minutes today or your half an hour. And it's been so good for my mental health. Like you were saying, Kyra, like, cause that's, I love it. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy, but I'm just, yeah, I think I'm in a place where, I'm just like if if it if if my music's for you, it will be for you, and I'm just not gonna feel like I have to be one of the cool kids. But it's been a journey, B. So it's, it hasn't been overnight because yeah. I've had a period where I was like, mm, but right now I'm like, no. Yeah, that's really good, especially like because it's so it's such a small, a short period of time to have some a child so young. This that is the mindset that you absolutely need, especially in this season, in your career in general. But this season is absolutely important. Can I just add on to what you said, Kyra, about we're so hard on ourselves? Because, like I said, I had all these plans, and my sister sat me down, and she was like, Sha, what if all you do this year is just have Talia, and you sit with her, and that's it? Would that be enough? And it really... I had to sit and say, oh, but now nah, I've got to do... She's like, no, Sha, what if that was it? That's enough. Your child needs you, and just... And we are hard on ourselves. It's like, no, but I want to do this, and I want to release this. It's like, it's okay to just... That's it. It's an achievement you've had. It's a massive achievement. And in a pandemic, mate, I'm superwoman. (laughs) (laughs) And some of the things I've gone through too, I have to rate myself. So, yeah, we are hard on ourselves. So anyone who's listening to this, it's okay to just keep your bones still and just be with your baby. It's okay. Just a quick reminder that we have a growing number of resources and useful videos on our YouTube page. Just search I Am Independent and you should find us. And do follow us on social media on Instagram at We Are Independent Artists and on Facebook under the same. Also on Facebook, you can join our closed group where we're creating community for independent artists to swap ideas, collaborate and just feel extra supported and encouraged. You can find links to everything we do on our website, www.iamindependent.co.uk. I think um, just to counterbalance that, though, I think it's, it's literally it's about it's OK to do what feels right for you because the other side is um personally I only felt normal again when I was back working like and I I you know to be honest I didn't feel bad but there's some women who would feel probably feel bad saying that going like oh my gosh that's so awful but I'm a better mum when I'm working um I just am and I know that there's other people who don't feel like that and they they feel better. They could be a stay-at-home mum. One of us would die if I was a stay-at-home <laughs> mum. That is the truth <laughs> of what would happen. Um, um, what you, I love this what's that? What you just said is why I love this conversation. Yeah, because it's, that's exactly it, isn't it? It's, it's about um, finding out what works and what's right for us because sometimes you can feel just as intimidated by the person who's gone back to work two weeks later think well I I should be back at work and like or you could feel just as guilty because you've gone back to work so that gives you life going oh I'm neglecting my child and and I think I mean obviously I'm not an artist anymore but um I could really relate to be I I'm the oldest out of all of us on on this um podcast and I still feel like I'm working to some invisible timeline that I've imposed on myself I think of things that I wanted to have done by a certain age. And as a woman, I do think we have many expiry dates subliminally handed out to us about all sorts of things that we should have done by a certain age. Um, 
And I, I was one of the first from my friendship group to have a baby, um, a, a lot younger than the others. Um, and I remember wanting to see women, to see examples of women, so I could see how it was done in the way that I wanted to. So I saw people becoming mums and then never going back to their careers or passions, whether that was music or otherwise. And that it was just this conveyor belt that people just fell off. And I was like, oh my gosh, is that what's going to happen? Um, and there are women that aren't like all of us on this call. And it doesn't mean that we find it easy. And there's some who find it in their stride, but who have the desire to still want to create. And I wanted to see those, to know that it was even okay to even have the desire to find that, that it was important. And I mean, um, it's probably only me and B can relate to this because of school age children, but I'd love to know what it's like for you guys when you've met other mums who aren't in the industry um, because I've just had some hilarious conversations. People are like, what, what is it you do again? And like, and also just the, you know, a few times when I was invited to the coffee mornings or the baby things, and I didn't want to hear about their kids or, or be asked about my kids' nappy or whatever. I just did not care. And I love my son. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. He's just amazing. I could not be without him. But it is not all that there is in my life. And I don't ever want it to be the only thing. And I don't feel bad about that. But I just wondered your... Because partly that's a personality thing. But I do think it is different. It's very difficult to understand, to explain what you do if you do anything in the music industry to somebody who's not. And then when you're a mum in that, and there's all sorts of things that we're meant to do and meant to be like as a mum, whatever job we do, even if you're a teacher. So then you add that to being an artist working in music. I would just love to hear um, from you all about your own perceptions of yourself or any encounters you've had with other people um, about whatever it is you've chosen to have time off or, well, actually, I feel better doing this. Um, yeah, just how that's been perceived by yourself and others. I'm very fortunate to have a group of friends from school that have just remained my friends because... Um, when I did do a couple of these, like, new mum groups, honestly, man, I had to leave. Like, they just were not my vibe and not my tribe. And that's totally cool, but I can relate to you on that. I felt like there was such a judgment from them to me because I, I did start gigging after a couple of months. Um, and I was, like, expressing my milk on gigs and going back home. I mean... If you ask me, would I do that again? I don't know if I would, but for me, I needed that for my sanity. I felt like I needed to hold on to that part of me because I felt like that's what was pulling me through. But um, yeah, there was so much. There was so much judgment from some of those mums and a lot of commentary on like mums that had their nails done or weight that hadn't hadn't been lost. I was just like, do you know what? you're not for me and I'm just fortunate to have like yeah some some real friends that kind of stuck it out with me um what was the rest of your question Loretta um well you've you've kind of answered it re re really but just yeah about your choices that you made about how you did it and how that was perceived by others um yeah um and I think throughout the journey of of my son and, and him getting older through different phases I think there have been a lot of, there have been some voices about, oh, you're going abroad. Oh, what about him? And I'm like, I've just kind of learned to, the only people that I check in with are my son and my partner, to be honest. I think like I've become a lot more self-assured in my decisions. Like I know I'm an amazing mum and I know what motherhood, this is my version of motherhood. So I just think it's like I've grown in my confidence of what motherhood and what my family unit looks like. And if you meet my son, you'll see he's super happy. Like, it doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I just, I have to make my own rules. I think that's what's worked for me. Mm. Okay. Um, I'll jump in. I think for me, um, I'm really grateful because obviously I don't have the experience right now, but I remember when that tour opportunity came, I remember going to my dad, I was like, Dad, how am I gonna how am I gonna do that after 
talking to Leah for like three, four months. He was like, well, make it work. Me and your mum will help you. Like, Charlene, you're doing it. You're doing it. And it's, I'm just fortunate to have voices around me that are like, you can, you can. And my, my big sister, she's got two. And she's kind of done both. She's a version of a full-time mum. She did that for five years while she was building her brand, which she does hair. Um, she's amazing. And like, when her second one came, she kind of built the brand while she was raising the second one. And so... I've watched her kind of juggle the two. So she's still, she always wanted to be at home when they get home from school. So she still does that, but she works twice a week. She basically does like four and a half days in the two days. I don't know how she does it. But <laughs> I guess I'm just really fortunate to have people around me that are just, they're doing it and they're making it work. And so it makes me feel like, well, I can too. If they're doing it, then maybe I can do the same or I can try it when that time comes. So, yeah. That's really good. And that's the, what we were saying, like the most empowering thing, because a lot of us didn't necessarily have somebody, we didn't have the vision, we didn't have, like, like how how is this going to work? And to have that, it, it seems like, for you, Charlene, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like it helps you to be able to embrace where you're at, knowing that, okay, when I'm ready, if I'm ready, I can do this, because um, yeah. I'm seeing all these people do it, and I can do it in my way, that it, and my family can thrive, and I can thrive, and, um, and we can enjoy all the things, um, and being able to see it is is really helpful yeah even if I did crash and burn I think just having the mindset to try is half the battle and I'll be honest B like I found out your age recently and that really inspired me yeah how old's B 55 (laughs) (laughs) I think it was just knowing like this doesn't have to stop at a certain like I can keep not that it's not that I'm saying you're old yet at all into that thing that people do need to see we need to see other women killing it and then it makes you feel like you can do the same mm. it's true actually I also get inspired by you I think because I think you did have a break mm. for a while and then came back to it and you're so much more passionate and so um you have a very clear vision of who you are as an artist mm. and that has definitely been more defined since you've had kids Mm -hmm. and so that is really inspiring especially for me right now because I am basically just surviving um and uh I I think if I was if it wasn't COVID and I was you know doing stuff like seeing live music and being inspired by um you know all of that I'd probably have the itch to kind of get creating I do have a bit of an itch to get creating again but I think what's I just got I see this barrier um there and I don't really know when that's going to come down because you think I'm going to have a second and how's that going to work out so I'm in a bit of a kind of a phase where I am I'm still obviously creating and doing gigs and I've been working a lot um since since Theo arrived, um, probably more than I think I did my first gig back two months um, after he was born, and um, and it's it's kind of been fairly steady apart from <laughs> this year, just <laughs> been a rubbish. But um, um, but yeah, I'd love to to get back to that at some point. Um, so yeah. That's, that's where I'm at right now. I see a bit of a barrier. I don't really know how I'm going to get back into it, but I can see all the people who are doing it, who like did take a break and then have got back to it, and it's more meaningful. It seems to be more meaningful to you. you seems to like definitely know what your purpose is to it, and that's really inspiring. Yeah, thanks, guys. I feel like um, having children does focus you on what are the things that I really want to do and what are the things that are just fluff, and, like, actually... That's, I can let that go. I can let that that thing go. Because there's so many creative things that I have done and tried and outside of music. Be like, I can do this and I can do that. Oh, creative direction, all these different things. Websites, so many things. And I feel like children help to focus you um, because they are so important. Their lives are so important. They're going to be young for a very short amount of time. Can't believe mine are five and seven. Like, I can see teenager. I can see it happening. And so it's like... 
I'm able to do what I'm doing because I realise that actually this is important enough for me to continue doing this whilst being a parent, whilst being a mum. Like, that, this is important to me and I'm going to find a way to make that work. That isn't, that isn't, that isn't, that isn't, that isn't, that isn't. But this, <laughs> this, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to work that out as a family and make that work. Um, so I think that's when you say about it, um, it feeling like maybe you, you know what you're doing and you know who you are. I think it's just children really focus you because they're so important. Um, that's my experience. But Charlene, I know that you need to go soon. Um, yeah, she's, she's been crying for the past 20 oh. minutes. <laughs> oh, I can't right. But guys, we have to keep this real. This is real. And it's like, she's I'm with her every night. I've had to learn that she's not dying. She's, she's crying. She's going to be okay. So in five minutes, I will go. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to get some advice from you then. I wanted to get some final yeah, thoughts or some advice. We can, we can carry on talking after, but one of the things we want to make sure we get from all of you is what do you wish someone had told you before? And, and perhaps in with that, what's the advice that you would want to give to, to somebody else who's thinking about becoming a mum who is an artist? Hmm. If anyone, um, I want to give you you the the floor, Charlene, because I know you have to go. But if any, if you're if you're thinking someone and anyone else has a thought, they can probably they can jump in unless you, you know, what you want to say. Um. Okay. I think I think what I would say is, um, be kind to yourself because until that baby gets here, you just don't know how you're going to feel. You might think you know and plan, definitely plan, but just just. Just be mindful that your feelings might change mm. because I always knew I wanted to be a mum and I definitely was maternal. But now that she's here, like, I just so love it. And I just so like, yeah, I've really said how I felt about the tour, et cetera, et cetera. And I think my advice would be to a new mum. Was it advice for a new mum? Was that the question? Just about mm-hmm. motherhood. Or even someone who's not even like a parent, yeah. but they're just like... How, you know, how do you do this? Remember when you was like, how does that even work? Um, it's hard for me to answer, guys, because I guess, I, I guess let, me, let, let me just say it from my little five months experience. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I'll have so much more to share with you guys, how I, <laughs> how I did that. But right now, I would just say, take it one day at a time. And I mean that from the heart. Like some days, I literally had to just take it one day at a time. The, the first three months when lockdown, not lockdown, but I think obviously the virus is here. My husband was working really, really intense. And so I had to just tell myself, even though he's in the house with me, because he's working from home, he's not here. And that was really hard because it was me and Talia just constantly all throughout the day. And my sister was like, sure, just take it hour by hour. But if you have to do that, make it work for you. Don't don't, don't put any pressure on yourself. And that would be my thing, like, especially Mm. in these days, just take it one day at a time. And be kind to yourself. If, there, if there's a day like there was for me when I was so exhausted, I'm like, to my sister, she's just my go-to guys. I'm like, no, I haven't really played with her today or done anything educational. She's like, so? <laughs> if you TV today and you sleep with her in your lap, who cares? Like, that would be my advice. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Right. I don't think about education. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is blue. Honestly, I don't think I'm going too deep. I'm talking about just reading. You know, I've got this little app on my phone, a few different exercises you can do to kind of help motor skills and stuff. Again, like Karen said, we put so much pressure on ourselves. <laughs> Charlene's there getting out the fractions and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Pentagon's theorem, or just she's getting out the things. It's the graph. <laughs> Do you need to go? No. No. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Um, We won't keep you ladies much longer, but just a couple of other things that I wanted to ask. Um, I'd love to ask you this, Kyra, um, whether you at any point um, felt a pressure to hide the the fact that you're a mum Um, and you, Jules, as well. If you ever go to a job or anything or even just... Um, I mean, you don't hide it, Kyra, um, but it's um, but you don't advertise it either. 
Um, and even B, you keep your things fairly separate, don't you? I think like even on Insta, you, oh no, you don't have like close friends, do you? But a lot of artists have, you know, that they have their close friends where they only put their children on that. And sometimes that's because they want to protect their kid's identity. But there is a such a thing as some women who just feel like they need to hide the fact that they're a mum, whether they think it's because they're going to be perceived as less desirable or be taken less seriously or, or whatever. And I just wondered your, your thoughts on, on that, all of you. I absolutely did think I needed to. Um, I was on a really high-profile tour when I was pregnant. And, um, yeah, I hid it. I hid it from everyone. I was on the tour bus. Um, I was really scared. I was really scared at that point. I just didn't know what it meant. And I felt like if people knew, then maybe opportunities would be taken away from me. Um, I would never be that person ever again never again and I didn't really share much about my pregnancy until super late and I think that that was a joint reason like part of it honestly I was just in shock and actually I didn't show till so late so I, I actually could get away with it but I wasn't one of these people that was like look you know I was I was figuring it out myself but a part of that if I'm honest was that I was just I was just super scared for what what it meant I just didn't wasn't sure of the impact but but like I say it has it has been a journey and I've changed so much as a person because for me now the way I see it is yeah you're right I don't I don't I don't hide him but I don't overly advertise him a part of that is because in this arena in music over here I want you to know me as a musician first and then I want you to find out I'm a mum but a lot of it as well is just online, his privacy. I have a daily battle with, with I, I would love to show him off, but I'm just so scared of like online pedos and weirdos that that's just my own personal thing. And like one day I might, and then the next day I'll like take it down. I'm like, no, you're mm -hmm. too precious. I love you too much. But um, yeah, it definitely has been a journey for me to get to where I am because now my thing is, if me having a child and being a mother turns you off and doesn't make you feel what I do, then quite frankly, I, I just don't even want you as part of my journey. Like, I just think it's absurd, but it's taken me, yeah, it took me a while to come to this place, but I am who I am. Like, this is my life. Like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide it because it's not sexy or you don't find me attractive because it's definitely, I've heard those kind of conversations. Like I've heard that narrative. I've heard producers talk that way in studio about women who who are mums. So it is a very real thing. Like it's not just all like a perception that isn't there. Like I've I've heard the conversations. Wow. So, um, but yeah, definitely for me now, I just feel like you're you're what to echo what Charlene was saying. Like yeah what's meant for you won't pass you like you'll find your tribe like you and you'll find people that love you because you are a mom do you know what i mean like there's space for everyone so I, i've kind of found my confidence in that but it took me a while that's so good can so relate to that Julesy. um no, i don't think i've heard in it i mean i with instagram and uh, other socials, I don't really post that much about him, but a little bit. But I don't want to be. I don't want to. I wanted to, to keep everything on my socials about music. Really, don't want to suddenly become just like a mom on Insta. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I don't. I I tend to actually if I'm if I'm like on email or calls with people. Um, I tend to actually mention it straight away so that people know what kind of limitation I have. You know, like I'm not on the end of an email or the phone like 24-7. It's just not going to happen. But I think that's quite quite helpful. And I don't really care what anyone thinks. <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, I had somebody tell me back in the day, like somebody that's in the industry tell me that, oh, you know, you shouldn't really be 
posting about your kids. You don't need to be putting them out there. You don't... Like, even just... It, it was kind of like, in a way, you don't need to kind of sell your kids along with your music. It was kind of that vibe. And I, and I was... It was like, even just thinking, is that what you think this is? But, yeah, um, yeah I had somebody tell me that I shouldn't be posting my kids. And I don't really post them a lot, but... um. Uh, it really affected me for a bit. I was like, I had to kind of just think, why do I do what I do? And then just get that person out of my head because it's like, I'm not getting them. I'm not doing what I'm doing because why you think I'm doing the things that I'm doing. But um, I relate to what you're saying, Harry, in that, like, uh, being a mum is all, I'm a mum and an artist. I'm all these things. So if that's hard for you, then that's hard for you, my G. It's not hard for me. So... um, you've got to go and deal with that in the mirror. But um, I'm not going to hide it. And neither am I going to advertise. So um, I just I just think... And also, I feel like today, a lot of people, they connect with musicians and artists um, because they find something authentic about them. Like, you 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 find something that feels real in addition to the music. Um, you just... Something about you can relate to that person. And so I don't need to put my kids out there. But if I'm just doing everything authentically that is felt by the people who are supposed to be part of our journeys isn't it so I think there's something about presenting ourselves authentically to whatever extent that we want to do that that is important for our history I literally had a, a male artist like pull up my Instagram and like count the squares of how many like baby related posts there were wow rude that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's mad. So rude. And then say what? And then basically was like, yeah, if I just landed on your page, I wouldn't follow you because. Uh, and and bearing in mind, like I'm super private as well, and I don't even post that much. No, so you don't. It wasn't necessarily a picture of my son. It, it might have been just a caption related to. And um, they were like, yeah, I won't follow you because you've got like nine pictures about motherhood and I just don't think that's cool and I was I was really flabbergasted like again someone said that to me today the reaction would be completely different if someone said it today okay yeah but yeah it it did like mess with my head for a little bit because I was like that's crazy and and I also don't see the same attitudes reflected when men post their kids it's always oh so cute amazing dad that's what the guys actually said in our call they said like you know they just felt like yeah when people you know find that you are a dad it's like people are on board you know they just they think it's great and it's like you know it was just all gravy (laughs) they were just like yes you know people it kind of helps it's mad right (laughs) Wow. It's very, it's very real. Like, that narrative is very, very real. Mm. But I think... I like to think there's a shift. I like to think there's the beginnings of a shift. I think there is. I don't think it's as hard as it used to be, um, even just the perception. Um, I think it used to be more difficult. I think that it was very, very normal to hide being um, in relationships, having children... Like, the, just the narrative was, like, single, available, free, um, you know, it, that was what was, in, that was what they thought was, would sell and what people wanted. And even, I mean, even today, it's quite trendy, isn't it, for <clears throat> pop stars and things to post pictures with their pregnant bellies and it's, it's going through the stage of being championed and, and, and celebrated um, so that that is a change, but then it, it, that even that in itself, sometimes I worry that that comes into this superwoman thing where we're meant to be able to do everything, and that just isn't realistic either. We're meant to be able to still be desirable while having leaky boobs and all of this stuff, and it's our responsibility to still make ourselves attractive no matter how we're feeling, or be up all night seven times and still be at that gig. And I just think that that's unrealistic as well. But um, before we, we let you go, ladies, there's one question that I'd love to ask you. And not to do the, the pitching against the male thing. It's not from that <clears throat> perspective. But I'd love to know how you've seen 
and witnessed your experiences as being a parent in the industry as an artist and then looking at Mel's experiences of, of that and A, how that's made you feel and where, where you've seen the differences, like now, especially this side of it, like how does it make you feel about of how it impacts your artistry compared to how it would impact a, a, a male artist? I'll go first, <laughs> because I had a bit of a meltdown about this about two months ago. Um, it just it occurred to me, basically because um, my husband had been furloughed um, because of COVID, and so I had him around quite a long time he was still working he was like studying and doing whatever so I was still doing like the majority of the childcare and then he was he got made redundant and I thought oh crap he's gonna get a full-time job and it's gonna be all on me I'm gonna have to hold everything together uh I'm gonna have to take care of the you know of Theo and do everything and help take care of him take care of the house and, blah, blah, blah. and then I saw a contemporary um of ours um a male artist, somebody I really respect and love. And I just thought, uh, your baby's younger than mine, and yet here you are releasing this and releasing that and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, I just got so jealous. Because <laughs> I was just like, why? I mean, and it's that's my experience isn't everybody's experience. And I am assuming about his experience, to be fair. Um, but I just think, why am I, why is it like this? <laughs> you know, why can he go and just continue on doing his career and, you know, making strides? And here I am, I'm taking a, you know, in real terms, taking big, massive pay cut. And I can't, I, I can't achieve the dreams that I, and I, I know I'm being a bit negative now. I'm just kind of being real. This is where I'm at when my son is 18, nearly 18 months. So there's, there's totally different stages. But um, after that, you know, realisation of I can't do, I can't further my career right now. And I know that having built up a bit of a fan base, you know, with my last album and got some traction here and there, if I was to release something else now, that would probably be quite a good time to do it, you know, to, just to continue building. And I have to stop. And it felt really unfair. And um, actually just to chat with some of the mums that I knew um, on our little WhatsApp group. And everybody felt the same. You know, it's like, it's just a shame that we have to stop. <laughs> um, so I actually think I've just rambled and I can't really mm. remember the question. But, no, um, that's that's really articulating it, your experience and your feelings about that. Yeah, I hopefully one day it will it will change. But I think my advice to people thinking about you know having kids, especially women, um, would be to not put so much pressure on yourself. I think I've put a lot of pressure on myself to get going again, and, and I had opportunities very quickly in a lot of different areas and I and I'm glad that I did them because actually now that when Covid kind of happened I was like oh that's why that happened and that's why that happened <laughs> because it kind of sorted me out um financially and things but I had to go back to do to work really quick and it was really really tough and um so it's kind of that balance, isn't it, of like not putting too much pressure on yourself to do stuff, but also keeping doing stuff if that's what's going to make you you. And it definitely does make me me to be able to gig and to create. Um, definitely when I, when I get to go out on, on gigs, you know, these are kind of functions essentially um, or, you know, sessions or whatever, then I do feel... This, you know, I've got some time to be myself now. I've not got a child around or, you know, this is great. So I am rambling. It is like nearly 10 o'clock. <laughs> so I'm just going to shut up now. Oh, sorry. No, that's great. Kyra. Refresh me on the question. Sorry, I'm so tired right now as well. Sorry, girl. <laughs> we will wrap it up. We're all mums that need to be in bed. Um, I was just talking about... <clears throat> the perception of your own experience versus men in a, you know, who are artists. 
and how that makes you feel, what you've witnessed, what you've observed, how that makes you feel. And maybe if you've got anything to contribute, what you think it would need to change that, if it's possible, whose responsibility that is and if it's possible. Mm. Yeah, echoing similar thoughts, really. Like, sometimes it, it does feel unfair. It does. It feels like there's a lot more that we have to carry and a lot more expectation. But um, I also just try and really stay in my own lane, you know. I think that's what just helps me stay kind of mentally okay because you're also judging based off a picture. Yeah. Based off something, and you just really don't know. But it, it definitely... I, I have these, these conversations within my own relationship. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's always a case of, like, I find myself every six weeks or so kind of, like, throwing my toys out the pram and kind of reasserting where I'm at. So I think it's a never-ending cycle. Like, it will be an ongoing challenge and an ongoing thing of... Because it, it depends if I'm, like, right now I'm kind of in a campaign mode, you know, then I'll be in a, in a more studio mode. Like, my, my own needs are different throughout different times. So I just keep on challenge. I keep trying to challenge the norm within my own relationship. And I just encourage all of my friends who are mums to, like, really assert themselves and really vocal in what they need. Like, I need this from you. Like, this is a partnership. We're doing it together. And, like, God bless single parents as well, because I can only imagine that comes with a whole new set of challenges. But, yeah, like, the patriarchy is real. Like, it's unfair. But I, I think the way for me to combat that is to challenge it in my own home. And that is what I continually try to do. And, yeah, my partner is it's amazing. But we have those conversations where I'm like, this is, this is what I need. And it's a balance. Like, I'll carry the load heavier sometimes. Mm. And then when I need what I need to accomplish that, I'm like, right, I'm, I'm going to be gone for the, you know, the next few evenings. This is what I need from you now. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope that's kind of answered it. Really good. That's really good. Guys, thank you so much. I think there's so... M- I've got even more, more questions and there's so much that we can talk about. It's such a... Um, it, it, it's such a complicated but just just a well-involved um topic that is also evolving um as we move through the stages of parenthood but just thank you for like sharing from where you guys are at um as artists and parents like it it's really really um been great as a for me to hear your perspectives but I think it'll be really really um helpful um and enlightening for our listeners as well so thank you so much thank you guys yeah thanks for doing it thanks for having us thank you and don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful practical and inspirational resources Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk. For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music.